Stop! Sure you want the rest of it? Dirty Harry Miller Dirty Harry Welcome back to Dirty Harry Minute, the only podcast in the world to review every minute of the 1971 Warner Brothers film starring Albert Popwell. I'm your host, John, and as ever, I'm joined with my other two co-hosts, Tim. Hello. And Trent. Hello there. And our returning guests, Shane. How are you? And Glyn. Hello. Today, we're reviewing Minute 50. The minute begins with a shot of a man ambling up a tiled train station concourse and ends with a key car training around a corner. What did you think of this minute, Glenn? Riveting. (laughs) Shane, what did you think? Ironic. Uh, Yeah, this is uh, giving the audience a bit of uh, space to breathe. There's not heaps going on in this 60 seconds. It's giving Clint a bit of time to breathe too. (laughs) Boom, boom. Now, what's the shot here, Glenn, of just some unidentified, unrelated man getting off the car and walking up the... Clearly a hobo. <laughs> you think? No. Nah. Yeah. Oh, actually, you're right. Too ni- His shoes are far too nice. And in fact, white pants. You can't keep that shit clean if you're a hobo. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. You're right. Not a hobo. I stand corrected. Um, I don't know. A man with poor posture. <laughs> they had to make it a silhouette that doesn't look like, you know, Clint Eastwood. <laughs> they did. So, they're like, we'll get this, get this guy with zero neck. Yeah, yeah, and told him to hunch. Maybe it is Clint Eastwood and he's just acting the shit out of it. (laughs) There's a similar scene in the third movie, The Enforcer, the sequel, where Tyne Daly's, you know, struggling to run, catch up with Clint who's chasing a perp and a guy guy looking like Richard Keel knocks into her and then he looks back like, huh, and then there's a shot of him just sort of slowly walking away for a second or two. Richard Keel is in Jaws from the James Bond yeah. films. Yeah. <laughs> Looks a bit like him. <laughs> Do you think it was just an editing choice, Glenn? They needed something. Something went wrong with the other than the shot that precedes this. and they just. I think it's probably to just give a sense of unease. You know, you don't know if Scorpio's watching. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the spaghetti scene in The Clockwork Orange, which yeah. I still think was just continuity problems. And they were probably just like, oh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, we did that on purpose, uh, art. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, for listeners and myself, what's that scene? So, there's the scene in A Clockwork Orange where essentially he's getting, it's just after he's been captured by, like, these, these people the that author. know what he, the author that he wronged at the, at the start of the movie. And it's like, the, the, he's drinking some wine and he's eating some spaghetti bolognese. And the whole thing is like the, 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 the amount of liquid in the glass keeps changing. And the spaghetti bolognese like keeps changing all the time between shots. And people always point that out. And it's like, oh, yes, he was doing that to give a sense of unease. And I'm always just like, I don't know, man. I reckon that's just continuity. And they're like, yeah, we'll just tell him that bullshit. <laughs> How's the wine? Yeah, that exactly. Yeah. yeah, that scene. <laughs> but then again, Stanley Kubrick's in like super, you know, he's an auteur. So he probably did do it on purpose. I have no idea. Shane, we didn't see Harry buy a ticket, did we? Oh, no, he didn't tap on. <laughs> he didn't tap on or tap off. Yeah, he's going to get in a, bit, a lot of trouble 
Yeah, those posters that are all like, if you're not paying for your fare, you're a freeloader. He must feel so guilty, guilty right now. Guilty, absolutely. Yeah. What do we think of Chico? Is he full of apprehension or he's just struggling to keep up? What do you think, Glenn? He is not wearing the glasses. Remember, we discussed oh, this before and yeah. it was like, why is he wearing glasses? Are they driving glasses? If not, you're really taking some risks here, Chico. <laughs> like... You know, I'm starting to not respect Chico as much now because it's like, man, he drives without glasses. He puts them on. He takes them off. It's chaos. Uh, Mr. Breen has 20-20 vision. Well, he clearly doesn't have 20 because he needs the glasses sometimes. Well, he likes the look of the glasses and they're just plain glass in them. He's a 71 hipster. Yes. <laughs> What's wrong with the earpiece? Has he just got an incredibly small ear and he can't fit it in or he's... He just hasn't heard anything for a while. So he's like, what? What's something wrong? Well, they've always got I'm to not the, getting you. They've always got to do the ear touch to like denote that they have heard something. Right. Which I always think is hilarious in these movies because wouldn't the whole thing of having to go like that with your hand, like destroy the whole purpose of having a hands-free thing yeah. in your ear that you don't need to touch? <laughs> you like this minute, Trent? I do. I visually like it. Yeah. I love the look of the cable car yeah. and the station. I mean, you know, it's very dimly lit. It's, you know, it really gives that sense of late night. The, I don't know, I'm assuming a lot of you have all caught a train late at night and seedy characters and the sense of unease. Yeah, the last on one I took in St Kilda, I overheard the conversation. I'm not going to jail for you, mate. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty creepy. <laughs> and I'm like, St Kilda, I've missed you. <laughs> I've had a relatively uh, good life on public transport, nothing terribly out of the ordinary. But um, the other day, Shane, your conversation, I heard just a brief thing at the supermarket. It was some woman on the phone going uh, something like, the thing about you've got to understand about me is, one, I don't like cauliflower. And then she walked around the corner. I didn't hear the follow-up that conversation. <laughs> <laughs> and two, I don't like many items on my lists. <laughs> and Glenn, have you had any... Uh, any tram stories? No, no. I was thinking about this before. I mean, I loved... I used to live right next to the 86 tram. And there was so this, hungover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very and, trendy tram line, listeners. Yeah, yeah, and so my next door neighbours actually are in that video clip uh. for the Northcote So Hungover. Um, the, the guy playing the sitar was yeah. one of my neighbours. This is the bedroom philosopher. Yeah, the bedroom philosopher, yeah. Um, so... Yeah, and I had a tra- I had a We Are Tramily t-shirt that I exchanged with this crazy- Say that again slowly. So- We Are Tramily. We Are Tramily. So, there was, a, there was a t-shirt that went along with the Bedroom Philosopher album yeah. called We Are Tramily. And I have this picture of this dude that I met in Hawaii at a bar, very drunk. And I decided he was like, lucky t-shirt. And we changed t-shirts. So, I have this <laughs> Hawaiian t-shirt from this crazy guy that I met. And then we hung out later and it turns out that- He's kind of a racist douchebag, and he offered me, and he offered me like oxycodone or something, oxycodone or whatever. What? Is that the shit? Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that was a weird. That was a weird one. <coughs> I was like, dude, now I don't want. Now give me my fucking t-shirt back, you racist. <laughs> Tim is is Harry receiving a blowjob on the train? <laughs> yeah, he does. Like, he does <laughs> a lot of teeth grinding and wincing, but like, <laughs> and that's what Chico's going. What am I listening to? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Chico's getting a big glossy eye there. <laughs> jealousy. <laughs> jealousy. In all seriousness, wouldn't you lose at least loosen your tie? <laughs> oh, I'm a tr- yeah. I don't know, man. He's not a slob. Can't fight crime if you don't look good while you're doing it. Glenn, our previous guest, Chaz, 
He floated the idea that uh, Anne-Mary Deacon might be the mayor's daughter, which goes against this podcast canon <laughs> that um, it's Hot Mary's daughter. Where, where, where do you lie? Is, is Anne-Mary Deacon A, an unrelated random woman that these screenwriters develop, or is it really B, the daughter of Hot Mary, or three, is it the mayor's daughter? Um, I have no idea what you are talking about. <laughs> so, hang on. So, you're saying the kidnap, the girl that's been kidnapped? Yes. Um, no, she's not the mayor's daughter or else everyone would be freaking out even more a billion times how much they're freaking out now. Yeah. Although, this time he's actually agreed to pay, not just, you know. Yeah, but still, everyone would be freaking the hell out if it was the mayor's daughter. Like, yeah, that would be bad. Do we know that this is in the paper? Is, is the fact that there's a sniper... A kidnapping. Is this I don't think it's papers? public. I don't no. think so. Well, it's the same night, I think. It's meet 9, 9 p.m. tonight. Mm. So, yeah, they wouldn't have made the... Gosh, remember when they were p.m. Mm. Yeah, editions? Yeah. I think in this country they said the p.m. editions were most likely... You know, they had the basic events for the day, but a lot of it was like at murders and things. Like it was, had a bit more criminal notification of what had transpired in the city. So, that's the afternoon paper. Yeah. What time did the p.m.? Here used to come out. I think it was 3 p.m., wasn't it? Yeah, I think you're right. And then the morning one? When does that come out? I think that's public, usually distributed like 2 a.m. or something. Wow. Yeah, I think. I think, I think. What about MX? <laughs> <laughs> Have they reintroduced that? Because I'm going to train came the back day. for a week or something. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then what failed? <laughs> oh, no, it was like some uh, celebration of. Going away. <laughs> Would you even forget at one point there were two? One was a Fairfax one and one was the Herald. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah, very briefly, yeah. wasn't that? There were two of them. Now, this shot of the bag, Glenn, is it just inserted for our. to make the moment more tense? Just we, a reminder there's a stake here? We already discussed this. They clearly have a bag sponsor, and the bag sponsor clearly paid to have their freaking bag shirt on film. I would not be leaving it under my seat. Is that what he's done? I'd be cradling it like a baby. If you forget that bag on that tram, you'll be responsible for the mayor's daughter's death. That's true. <laughs> Who's not the mayor's daughter. Is it unzipped? No, it's zipped. Oh, it sort of looks a bit that way. No, no it's zipped. Zipped up. There's definitely no logo there, so the, the handler did a bad job of placing yeah. the well, product. it's also clearly a quality leather product. Yes. Like, that's, that's a durable bag right there, you know, from... I don't know, Hanson's bags or whatever it is. Do you think they sold heaps of them after this movie was so popular? Yeah, I reckon it put them on the map. Yellow, leather, large size. Yeah. Yep. What do you like about this this minute, Shane? I like where it's going because (laughs) things are about to get pretty interesting in the next minute, I think. There's an ad there for solar cane. Yeah, what is that? Pain relief. No, for sunburn pain. Ah. For sunburn Mm. pain. Seems like a little bit of hocus pocus snake oil. The station looks very similar to the one he got on. It does, doesn't it? <laughs> well, if you turn all the lights out, no one will notice. Has he just gone on a circle? <laughs> Probably. Yeah. You don't need to go to two locations if you can do it in one. I like the unexposed light, the, the exposed light bulb there. They're just like, we didn't need to bother with a fixture yeah. or anything. Maybe uh, Harry's fallen asleep on the tram and it's just well, isn't gone that back him to there the... in the corner. That's... Yeah. Yeah, that's him looking out. See, the glasses are off again. <laughs> See, no, this just it's this is just chaos. This is unacceptable, Chico. Make up your mind, mate. Are you wearing the glasses or you're not wearing the glasses? Brooding. He's got a brooding face. He does. What do you think, Shane, about Clint's acting? 
He's doing a good job of looking. <sighs> Does he look yep. worried enough? Yeah. Look Chico. No, Harry. Yeah. I suppose he doesn't need he, to he, be. He's but, just. I mean, his expression's the same for every occasion, <laughs> and I don't know. He's just a dude trying to keep it together. He's got a job to do. He's got an inattention <laughs> and an outer cool. To yeah. me, the question is, does he look dirty enough? I mean, Jesus Christ, you're all like, does he look this enough? Does he, his name is Dirty Harry, and he's always all clean cut looking. It's like <laughs> false <laughs> advertising. I don't think Dapper Harry would have done so well at the cinema. That would have been fucking great. <laughs> Dapper, Dapper Harry fights crime. <laughs> Gentleman Harry, a new film by Don Siegel. That would have been fantastic. Harry looks quite tired. Clint, too. It's 1971. He's done three movies this year. The Beguiled, Play Misty for Me, and now this. Mm. They weren't necessarily all shot in the same year, though. No, I think we discovered Misty was done in late 70, The Beguiled, too, some parts. Actually, The Beguiled came out, came out the month they started filming this. But I've got an obligatory Clint quote. I like to cram in, Glenn. Let's hear it. always receptive to them. Um, it's just about how Clint... Like to, he said he'd like to differentiate himself from the Kirk Douglas, uh, Burt Lancaster school of aggression, and he always was eager to compare his style to Gary Cooper or Henry Fonda, and he said, quote, Those guys were more laid back and more introverted. You were always wondering what they were thinking. Fonda or Cooper, you were never sure with them. They had this mysterioso quality. Do you think he captured that? You're a big fan of um, Burt Lancaster or... Gary Cooper, Glenn. Gary Cooper, I'd know a bit more about Lancaster. But yeah, I mean, it's it's just the kind of classic stoic-y kind of guy, I guess, less yelling and less being less angry than Kirk Douglas' tough guy guys. But yeah, I, 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 I don't know. I don't know about all this stuff. I think like actors can be inspired by their actors, but ultimately they've just got to do the work and shoot the scenes. Um, we've talked a little bit about Pauline Kale, the critic... Uh, was very scathing of this movie and most of Eastwood's future career. Um, Eastwood's unwillingness to push beyond his own gut reactions, his briskness on screen sometimes imparts a feeling that he's not bothering to think much about a moment or situation, but just wants to get it done. Equally, the famous narrowing of the eyes, the hiss of his voice, fends off subtlety as surely as the squelching one-liners. Yeah. Brutal. That is pretty brutal. And I agree with it. Like, he was never, but he was never known as a deeply complex actor. That wasn't his thing. He was a great director. He had that awesome groove in his, like, in the. Had or has? Well, it developed throughout the years. (laughs) But, you know, that, like, that groove that he has in, like, the crook of his his nose there that just literally looks like they've stuffed (laughs) the two half of his head together. Um,. Yeah, so he was never known as a great actor. He was great at certain roles. You know, it's like Arnie wasn't a great actor. I don't think anyone ever said that. (laughs) Maybe Conan. Maybe he was great in Conan. But Arnie's not a great actor, but he's right for the the characters that he does. What about you, Tim? Did you you love Clint from the the get-go? You had to force yourself to like him. I think I had to... Uh, Sorry, I'll take that back. Do you like Clint Eastwood? Was it all ironic? No, I do, but I think it took me a while to find the films of his that I liked. Yeah. So, yeah. He has made a lot of crap. (laughs) Blood work. Yeah. A final part of Pauline's quote. Eastwood was just another dumb and violent hunk, 
incapable of nuance or soulfulness. Damn you, Pauline. I don't... What do you think of when you watch Dirty Harry? Do you want soulfulness? Or what this what this movie really missing is more artsy shots and soulfulness and stuff like that. Come on, it's like, come on, it's a, it's an action movie where you know he kills a bad guy. Spoilers, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> do you feel Shane? Does this feel like a B grade movie to you? No, it doesn't. This seems big budget to me. Yeah, more in relation to these sort of this scene. Can you imagine this sort of scene in a cheap? B-grade exploitation film. Yep. You can? Yeah. Yeah. And it's not made any different by better photography or, or just a bigger budget or better... Just the rawness to it, really. Yeah. Are you talking specifically about him getting a blowjob? <laughs> <laughs> this is a few months before Deep Throat came out, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It was ahead of its time. Ahead scene. of its time. <laughs> <laughs> This entire sequence is about 10 minutes, um, this running, this relay scene. this supervisor, Paul Finnegan? Peter Finnegan. Finnegan. What the hell is that? Well, San Francisco has the unusual municipal, like, supervisors of districts, right? Like, you've you've seen Milk here, there may be Milk. It's, like, broken up into, like, districts. Milk was, was like, a district supervisor. Hmm. Oh, is that, like, um, what we would call local 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 MP MP order? Yeah. But uh, you're very keen, Glenn. That relates to the next minute, that scene. He died in 19... Oh, sorry, 2014, I can tell you that much. Wow. Mm-hmm. And, of course, Finnegan's an Irish name like Callahan, so it's quite... Peter Miles Finnegan. Yeah. Born June 2nd, 1938 to August 13, 2014. His career was devoted to government and public service. He worked with the Democratic National Committee in Washington, served in the Peace Corps in Venezuela... When he returned to California, blah, 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 he twice ran for the San Francisco Board of Supervisors in 71 and 80, elected as a trustee to the SF City Community College Board. There, um, yeah, he had a long career. I could go on. Now, when the K car is coming around the corner here, I love the, uh, the lights we see on the front of it, mm. Glenn. It's very well, I think, well, you we didn't want me to talk about the cinematography before, but I think the focus pulling is quite good there. Oh, the cinematography is all very good. It's just not calling attention to itself. Now, we don't quite see it in this minute, but he's about to disembark or the, the, the K car is coming up to the Mission Dolores Park. And so, in effect, he's returning to where he was in the marina very, very slowly. He's gone the opposite way. Yeah. That Forest Hill station in real life is just a kilometre down from the Mount Davidson Cross. And of course... So he truly is bouncing him all over town, yeah. back and forward. Well, Shane, this... Yeah, like I said, this whole relay minute scene, uh, sequence, as Tarantino would say, this sequence, is um, about 10 minutes long. Is it too long? In By the- today's standards, probably, but... Yeah. It's only a 98-minute film, isn't it? So Exactly. So do you think it spends a bit too long on this plot point? Or would this have been revolutionary? Like, oh, my God. No, we don't need extra scenes. Might as well have some tension and um, yeah, draw it out, draw people in. Yeah. You like the, the tension, Tim? Yeah, it's good. I like it. I've seen the, um, Glenn, the movie before this that Siegel directed, Madigan. There's also a time limit that they've self-imposed on themselves. They've got to capture this criminal that let yeah, go yeah. within 72 hours. But there's no real, there's no girl who's, who's kidnapped or anything. But that's sort of a similarity here. Um, some other similarities with that I thought were quite relevant. The chief says, 
Madigan's a good cop. He doesn't always go by the book. And then um, Henry Fonda says, I like the book, which reminds us of Magnum Force later. Yeah. I have a feeling he's on the street doing something I'd rather not know about. Another similarity is there's some great wood, brown wood paneling in the office, like there is in Dirty Harry. Those Sweet. Sweet. And the chief actually is on the take, uh, or li- lives a little on the arm, he says. He's um, accepted a bribe. And there's also, in that movie, too many police roles. There's lieutenant, district commander, <laughs> borough commander, chief of detectives <laughs> are all real roles that they talk about. Wow. So the whole movie generally, it's like, it's sort of like a dragnet episode or like Dirty Harry without the maniac, you know, like the bad guy's just some hood that let go. Ah, so it's more about, they actually do use it to kind of like gently give shit to cops. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, that's right. Okay. And the cops in that still aren't quite caught up to these groovy 70s. They still wear the, the pork pie hats. All in all, it was a pretty good movie, Tim. Have you seen it? No, no. Yeah, I don't know if you need to dig it out. Um, actually, unlike Harry, there's actually women in it, and the, the good guys have Richard Widmark. Was it Skidmark? What is it? Richard, Richard Skidmark. Yeah, that's that's a name. Yeah, that's that's totally a name. He's actually got a wife, you know, unlike Harry. He's got a wife who wants him, you know, sort of fancies, you should be the chief one day. So, under, yeah. So, that's pretty much all I have for this minute. Shane, have you got any... Last minute gems and pearls. St- is everyone still worried at the back of their mind, the front of their mind about Anne Mary Deacon every time you watch? Oh, this? she's dead. She's dead. Yeah, you know she's dead, don't you? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. He said it. He's already said it, man. Right. Well, I'll bring this minute to a close. Everyone, we'll catch you next time on Dirty, Dirty Harry Minute. Minute. Sweet. <laughs>